So did you make an opening bit for this week? I, I don't know. Something about secrets? That works, right? Welcome, Guardians, to the future Lorecast. I am a non-pig. With us this week, we still only have one of our hosts. Purple Chimera, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. As well as our special guest, the winner of our little raffle, Daughter Judy. How are you? Where can we find you in the Destiny community? Um, I am fantastic. Thank you, Anon. Um, I am a member of the DGS clan, and I'm usually running strikes or getting myself killed in the Crucible over and over again for fun in front of a live studio audience. Mm. That's, that does sound fun. <laughs> Uh, so in front of a, a live studio audience, uh, I'm assuming you mean you stream. You wanna you wanna drop uh, your your Twitch, whatever. Um, my Twitch is not the same as my gamer tag because for whatever reason somebody else already has it. But it's my gamer tag with the letter K after it. And I only started streaming recently because you know you gotta get that emblem, and I want it. <laughs> so then they can find you at uh, twitch.tv forward slash daughter Judy K. Correct. Correct. Awesome. Now, before we move on to our weekly highlight, we do have a small announcement to share with everyone. I hope I'm not early in announcing this, but we have joined the Destiny Tracker Network as one of their lore podcasts. By the time you're listening to this, we sh- you should be able to find all our info there, as well as other very great podcasts like the main DTR podcast, the other lore podcasts featuring our very own Purple Chimera, Motor Freak, and Coed, Coed Beast, and Damoel. Damoel? Damn oh well, uh, in the Rabbit Hole Radio podcast. And the two vari- Destiny Variety Show podcasts, Destiny Down Under with Mylan Games, Log Power Slave, and Deranged Sloth, and the RNG cast with next week's, next week's guest, Buster Knuckle, as well as the main man himself, businessman, and your boy Raven. Uh, so, go check everyone out. They're all awesome. I, uh, Rabbit Hole is just starting up. Uh, when when's your first episode dropping? Uh, I think in two weeks. We awesome. We it's really super brand new. Yeah, it's like they just started it up without letting anyone know. So you're gonna be on three podcasts now. That's that's pretty impressive. I don't have anything else to do, you know. <laughs> you don't you don't have a kid. No responsibilities. Yeah, I just have two kids and oh, you know <laughs> run my own business and. And this website called ishtar-collective.net. I help out with that sometimes. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our weekly highlight. Weekly highlights will vary each episode. They can include community stories, fan fiction, gear, and weapon text, grimoire, general hype, etc. This week's weekly highlight is something I'm sure. Hmm, should have taken that out. Uh, this week's highlight is going to be what the future war cult means to the people who rep those factions. And, Daughter Judy, that is why you are here. That is your faction. So why don't you start us off? What does the future war cult mean to you? The future war cult, besides Lakshmi being fantabulous as an XO, um, as a year one Destiny player, it was the only faction that had an elect discipline gear, and I ran <laughs> Warlock. So I'm like, I need that. And it was purple. So Purple yeah. is a good choice. 
Purple's always a good choice. And then I, I, I dug into the lore, and I'm like, these guys are crazy. I love it. That they are. Well, then, uh, we also have... Uh, th- three three entries that I, I got about uh, from other people who who shared with us uh, what the future war cult means to them. Uh, Purple, why don't you read the first one there from Technohydra? Okay, Technohydra says, I personally identify as future war cult because I think a new monarchy government would just do more of the same or worse, and Dead Orbit is trying to find a way to escape the problem rather than solve it. Future war cult is trying to find the answer to our issue, whether they will... <laughs> Whether they ever will, or if it's all futile, has yet to be seen. Yet I'd rather be seen as trying to do something at the issue about the issues at hand, rather than seizing power or running from danger. And uh, then the next person, uh, Sasha Gray, says, I chose Future War Cult simply because it speaks to me to be more logical. New Monarchy wishes to be a single, single ruler and to disrupt the speaker and the consensus's rule. There would only be one in charge, and that would go horribly wrong, in my opinion. Dead Orbit, while it may seem smart at the time, will most likely fail. While we may not be doing well so far with the city's struggle, fleeing the Traveler, and looking for a planet that we could still defend would be improbable. Future Warcult knows that a coming that a war is coming. The tech they have, whilst making the user insane, has proven to be true so far. We arm ourselves with knowledge and weaponry so that we are ready when the time comes for war. Um, Judy, would you like to read the, the last one there? Sure. A short one. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon 2-1 says, We are guardians. We are literally resurrected for the sole purpose of war, for destruction, for the killing of all of the enemies of the city. Awesome. Are, were were uh, you moving around there? Or we're getting uh, some feedback. When you're talking, I'm not, but I can reread that. <laughs> it sounds like you're shuffling around. Yeah, it sounds like you're, I'm you're like not moving at all. Something. All right. Uh, but it might be other headphones. I'll move it. Yeah. All right. Then let's let's move on to our main topic: the future war uh, Purple, would you like to get us started here? Long ago in the history of the city, there was an event known as the <coughs> Faction Wars. And this infighting almost destroyed the city we now call home, and order ro- but order rose within the chaos. Uh, by way of a compromise between the old way and the new growing way, the factions would be recognized within the tower. But it seems that only three at, the t- three at a time would be, and the rest would be free in the city below. The first th- three we know of were Dead Orbit, New Monarchy, and the Conquered At. And the Congregate had some disagreements with the consensus and were forcibly removed. And this is a the card Ghost Fragment, the City Age. It's a quote a transcript of a conversation. And so it is agreed. The Congregate shall no longer be recognized among the consensus. We'll begin the dismantling right away. But what of those guardians who have pledged to them? We can't afford any more banishments. I'm sure Zavala can see to their realignment. We'll do our best. Lysander chose his followers wisely. It may take some time. Lysander will not back down. He'll continue his crusade from wherever we stuff him. And so we'll need to find some new ideas to replace his. The symmetry has gained a strong following. Ulantan's teachings are too dangerous. Too much fear. Who knew he'd be more trouble dead than alive? 
We'll need to refocus our collective minds on combat. The speaker's anxious to regain ground we lost after the gap. There's the war cult. Too secretive. Have you ever, ever tried to talk to one of their soldiers? Like a child, answering questions with questions. They're dedicated to the war. Which one? Good question. Zavala? They seem focused, strong, more interesting than worrisome. Let's take it to a vote. All in favor of the ascension of the future war cult? Unanimous? Good. We'll grant the future war cult access to the tower and a seat among us. Ghost, please offer the speaker this proposal. Now, on to the next order of business. Shax is here with another proposal for his crucible. So, there's something I just noticed about this card, and it's sort of off-topic, but it's something that I'm, I'm sort of passionate about, so I just want to ask um, where it says... Uh, fuck, where'd it go? <laughs> we'll need to refocus our collective minds on combat. The speaker's anxious to regain ground we lost after the gap. So, obviously, the future war cult came to the tower post-Twilight Gap. Now, uh, there are actually quotes from Lakshmi 2. We don't have any uh, in this episode, but there are quotes from Lakshmi 2 that talk about how the future war cult partook in the battles for the moon, like Marimbrium and stuff like that, uh, Tycho Crater, uh, other places I just can't recall the names of. Do you think non-Tower-recognized factions would have fought in such an important battle? Absolutely. You do? <clears throat> yeah. I think that there, like, the, um, the factions that are recognized by the tower are the ones that get to have a vote, like, to have representatives in the tower and have votes and, and sit, sit on the consensus. But mm -hmm. I don't see any reason why um, guardians who couldn't, or who didn't want to align with those them couldn't go down into the city and align themselves with somebody else. We know that they used to do that. Well, I mean to say, like, would future Warkle go there? Would Lakshmi too go there if she wasn't recognized? Well, sure. Because well, my my point was that if they have guardians, you know, if if future Warkle before they they got into the tower were down in the city, mm -hmm. but there were some guardians who who still believed in the, in the war cult's cause, and they mm -hmm. went down to the city and they were like, I want to be a member of your faction, even though you're not recognized by the consensus. And they joined the future war cult. And then, you know, the events leading up to Mari Ambrium came up. They're still guardians. They would, I would still assume they were going to go and fight. And so maybe a future war cult would send them that way to help out. Plus the war cult, you know, they have their fingers and everything. So them See, specifically... That's actually my point. It, w it wouldn't be the future war cult sending them to Marimbrium. It would be the Vanguard sending them there. So I'm saying, like, would future war cult actually have a place in that fight? Would the Vanguard send future war cult to that fight if they were not recognized? I don't know that the Vanguard would send them, but that doesn't mean they weren't there. I guess that's a good point. Just I mean, we do to... have some autonomy themselves like they can decide oh i want to partake in this battle because i have an awesome giant black hole that i can create with my hand and i can blow stuff up and i want to blow stuff up hmm. well i mean like i think the guardians would be like no guardian would be 
held back because of the faction they they rep, even if it's not uh, observed by the tower. But I just feel like the the actual future workhole itself would be barred from going from joining in if they were not recognized personally. But I mean, if they hadn't been recognized as a true faction yet, that doesn't mean that those guardians, those risen, weren't members of the vanguard that then went to the the, the battles. It's mm. just that they didn't have the the future war cult didn't have a a voice in the consensus. Yeah, like Chimera was saying, they just went anyway. It's yeah, my, like being a see, member of the vanguard. That's my point, though, because that the the vanguard sending guardians. I'm saying. Future Warcol itself had no place in Mare Imbrium, but its guardians did because they're guardians. Right. I mean, Lakshmi wouldn't be like, here, everybody go fight, because I told you to. It'd be like, the Vanguard needs help, do you want to go help? And then they could leave and go fight in the battle. Mm. It wouldn't be like, they don't have that kind of political power, but that doesn't mean that they don't have power. I guess. It's like joining it's like joining the freaking chess club in high school. Yeah, the chess club has no political power, but you still are in the club. Mm. You can also be part of the student council. It's like being a club that doesn't have any power yet until okay, all of a sudden the chess club is the most in or well, the second most important club in the school for no real reason other than the fact that the Science Olympia team got kicked out for cooking math or something. I don't know. You know, you understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Yes. Where Lysander I, got caught doing something he wasn't supposed to, and he got kicked out, and then the chess club was cool again. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just trying to plot when these events happened, because it just seems like when he's saying they need to regain land or regain ground, at, we lost after, after the gap. Like, it just, I don't know. Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. Twilight Gap, this conversation happened after Twilight Gap. Um, yeah. So we know the, that... The question is, did this conversation happen before Mare Imbrium? <laughs> right. But well, that's for we another, have another day. <laughs> the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff involving the future war cult and timelines is always questionable at best. Yeah, but that's more seeing than being, in my opinion. But um, we'll move on. We'll we'll keep this into the the war cult. So uh, I'll take I'll take this next card here. Uh, before the original le- release of Destiny, the Crucible was called the Faction Wars. As we know, this became an event in the lore, not something we'd partake in directly. But also in the beginning of the game's life, the three factions all used an outdated currency called Crucible Marks, now uniformly known as Legendary Marks. The factions used the Crucible as well as patrol beacons to train guardians and gather things they require. They also sit on with a consensus, so they are well acquainted with those in the tower. This is the uh, Grimoire card, the Future Warcult, or maybe not the Grimoire card, but either way. Uh, the future war cult claims they've been around since the end of the golden age. They say they've been ready for the war against the darkness since before the tower. Right. And I suppose the collapse happened because they allowed it. Lord Shacks. So, uh, uh, Judy, would you like to take the next one? Um, sure. 
While the origins of the future war cults are greatly debated, their mark has been found on ancient chambers and encampments throughout the system, dating them back to the late Golden Age. Though their secrets are vast, they have proven indispensable in our struggle against the darkness, earning them power and respect in the city consensus and among the Guardians. Mm. But just how old are they? Yeah. <laughs> God, I gotta remember that to give people the how-to on this. <laughs> uh, Purple, would you would you like to read the Vex 5? Sure. This is a long one. Ghost Fragment Vex 5. Record zero, chasm zero. My love, I've opened this log as an apology. As a scientist, I believe in record keeping. I believe in protocols, peer review, and ethical conduct. I believe in the importance of discipline. You know, let's run that one more time. What I'm doing here in Lhasa is in science. It's unethical, secret, and shameful. And after what happened in Ishtar, dearest Kioma, I knew you'd be furious with me for getting involved. Forty years isn't enough to forget a day like that. But I believe it's important. At least, the least I can do is keep a few notes for you. Record zero, chasm one. Trial one, subject one. It was an act of stupid loneliness. I use the device on myself because I... Because I missed you. We hadn't been apart for more than a year since we met. I'm not a very good wife, am I? You write me every week, even with all of Hyperion's work and all of Hyperion's distance keeping you from me, and I act like it's not enough. We built the device in mimicry of the Vex gateway systems from Ishtar. An observatory, yes, but I think of it as a mind ship capable of displacing its payload across space and time. The lab is cold and isolated. We're quarantined from the world, physically and mentally. We can't send messages out. If we breach the Vex manifolds, even our words might transmit (coughs) contagion. One night last month, I I missed you, and so I I thought I could look inside the device and find one of the other Kiomas, I thought I could call out to one of the forks we sent out there to explore. I just wanted to send my love. Record Zero, Chasm Two. Zakrik Gilmanovich Bekterev. May he rest in peace. When our probes continued to fail, when my report remained our only positive finding, he volunteered to use the device. One minute of subjective experience inside. We took precautions. They worked. Bakhtrevag's experience left no physical damage. After we extracted him, he said he felt determined. I asked him what he meant, and he said that he meant it. He had been determined. He could feel all his choices set out before him like a railroad. Deviation was impossible. He died by suicide. I wonder if he was trying to make a point. Record Zero, Chasm Three. We've decided not to abort. It's insane, isn't it? There are pressures on us I can't tell you about until I see you again. The purpose of the system is intelligence, you see. It's it's stenciled right there on the hull. S-X-L-S-R. Special asset. We would very much like to make it work reliably. Our supervisory warmind has devised a drug it says will protect and prepare us. I'm beginning to wonder if we were wrong about the merchant and the alchemist or if that explanation of time was incomplete. Record zero, chasm nine. 
kind Lapka. He meditated before he went in. Nothing but deja vu and three seconds of screams. The screaming passed and he remembers nothing. The deja vu hasn't. He says it's getting better. He feels that we've only had this conversation ten times before, not a thousand. I've suggested we attempt mind forking. We need more sane people to work with. Please forgive me, my love. We are all growing superstitious. The behavior of the device is inconsistent, impossible to replicate. We turn to ritual behavior to appease it. Record zero, chasm 31. Rajesh. When he reached a displacement of eight, he told us he was dead. I believed him. He was dead. He spoke to us. It was true. Whatever he saw, it was his own future. He's fine afterwards. When I look into his eyes, I wonder what came back wearing his skin. But that thought is unscientific. We speak of nothing but the device. We talk about it like a demigod. When I get out of here, I know the whole world will look like a fraying veil. I think it's clear that part of the problem is substrate. We need more than flesh and drug to survive this. Record zero, chasm 52. I heard you, my love. I was at six, oscillating on the event axis, coordinated with a known manifold. I heard you. You were talking to me. Not me, but another me, another Maya Sundaresh. You said, my love, so many strange things have happened and it's been so long. We've come so far. Do you ever want to go home? And I said, not not me, but the other me. I said, my love, I am always home. I'm resigning, my love. I'm done with this work, and I'm done with being apart from you. I'll see you again soon. I can't take this journal out with me, so I've left it for the others and asked them to continue the log. Maybe it'll become a tradition, the gospel of our little cult. Uh, that is my favorite card in this entire game. <laughs> That's a big one. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a great one, even though okay. I feel sorry for Xbox One players. Why do you feel so? Oh, is this in the echo chamber? It's the echo chamber one. I mean, then they get to glitch into it. That's so fun. I know, but if you don't know how or don't have somebody who knows how and doesn't, you want get to, to look learn it up, how. Then you get to learn teach how. Teach a man to fish. <laughs> so, before we move on, I'd actually like to uh, talk about this a little bit. Uh, I think everyone uh, knows what I'm going to talk about here. Record zero, chasm zero, record zero, chasm one, record zero, chasm two, three, nine, thirty-one, fifty-two. Uh, so these are all record zero. It, 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 it suggests, in my opinion, that... These are sort of before the record keeping took place. Like this is before they actually started to keep scientific logs of the device's workings. The question becomes, what are the chasm numbers? And uh, we see we see this format of note taking uh, later on as well in other cards and in other resources outside of the future oracle. So before we do move on, uh, does anyone have any any particular thoughts on what the chasm number would represent? Yes. <laughs> um, well, first of all, my, my when I first read this card, um, my initial thought was that the record part of it was indicating who was writing. Mm. Um, that every 
entry we have that's written by Maya is record zero. That's a good point. Um, so my initial thought was like, oh, so there are all these other people and each person has an, their own number and then each chasm is an entry. So we don't have every entry that she wrote here. Um, that, you know, each one of these is just a different entry. So, mm-hmm. but if you go around and you look at everything that's got the record chasm things, the numbers get really, really big on the record yeah. side. Um, the chasm numbers can get however big. I mean, people can write however many entries they want to write. Um, yeah. But um, that's a, there's a lot of you. And while there are a lot of people that are um, involved in the, in the war cult, I felt like that number was getting really too big to be practical. So then, yeah, this is the inner circle. The next the next number we see is 343. This is the inner circle, 343 people. Right. So then my next thought was um, it could be associated projects. Mm. Um, so like each project gets a record number so that it's organized. Um, because I, I'm thinking of this like they're scientists, right? How do scientists organize things? You're um, totally right, Forrest. It would make sense, like, the book zero is, like, prior to keeping the records, like you said, but then, like, record 343 would be project 343, that's journal number 343, and then chasm, whatever. Mm. It makes sense. <laughs> as, a, as a person from a scientific background, that thought makes sense. Yay! <laughs> Why don't you finish the thought so everyone else can also understand it? <laughs> okay. So, so the um, the record part is either referring to a separate project, like each project that the the war cult sets out to to pursue, um, or I mm-hmm. guess it, it could be just literally journal entries. Like, obviously, these are supposed to be um, records, like um, audio records, but if they were journals, it would be like each book is. You know, this is an entry in book one. Mm-hmm. It's the fifty-third entry. This is, you know, book, you know, book two, three, four, whatever, like that. Nice, uh, Judy. Do you have any any further thoughts on this before we move on? Uh, no. But my favorite part of the whole card is the gospel <laughs> of our little cult, though, because it's just like I see. It, what it's a powerful line. It is. Yeah. And if That's... you read the entire series of the Vex cards, this is such a poignant end to it. I don't think it's the end, though. Well, like, if you read Vex 1 yeah. through 4 and then 5, like, that story. Yeah. It's the end of Maya this, that we know of. It's the end of Maya, yeah. Exactly. That, see, I, I think it's key to say that we know of, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that it. a whole another time. <laughs> Uh, so so let's continue then. Uh, as I said, these types of notes are also seen in actual fu- future Warhol records. Uh, Ghost Fragment, Future Warhol, Record 343, Chasm 7887. Subject 22 admitted to the inner circle at 2400. A promising postulant, I regret to say he performed poorly. He was administered the standard medication, but refused to enter the device. Aren't people unpredictable? I suppose there'd be no point if they weren't, would there? He knows to keep silent. End record. Record 343, chasm 7888. Subject 23 entered the device at 1100. 
hours. A clever girl from the core district and artist before she joined the war cult. At 11.03, she reported the sensation of floating. At 11.06, a sensation of lights within the darkness of the device. Between 11.06 and 11.32, she reported these lights variously as white, golden, and blood red. At 11.32, she reported the sensation of someone taking her hand, a stranger, but also herself. Twelve subjects have reported similar experiences at 11.33. She reported the sensation we have all called the opening of the veil. The device recorded temporal displacement of her consciousness to the order of six degrees. At seven, she began screaming. Brain scans near death. Removed from the device at 11.34. She believes without question that the device granted her a vision of the future and that it was of utter darkness. She thanked me for the for this enlightenment. She says it will make her stronger. Little ghost, there in the corner of the sanctum. I see you blinking. Are you listening? Are you? End record. Record three four three chasm seven eight eight nine. The device at twelve twenty two, and immediately the device reported. I feel like that's cut off. So, one second. That's gonna. Oh well, yeah. Something. Somebody probably entered the device at twelve twenty two, and immediately the device reported displacement of his consciousness. Visions of war and the city in flames. Subject twenty nine worked the supply channels of the slip before he joined the war cult. By twelve twenty seven, he was babbling, and by end record. That it's it is cut off, but that's exactly what it says on the card. It's not you that cut it off, just so you know. Huh. That's a weird uh, aesthetic choice for this card. Yes. <laughs> Record 343, Redacted. Chasm. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. God damn, I hate that. <laughs> Chasm 7890. We have applied certain refinements to the device. Navarro found reports of a prototype of the device at, the, at a Golden Age laboratory in, in Tibet. And Hari's team retrieved what was left of it. We are the first to see it operational in who knows how long. Too many subjects come back damaged. Mad, we are grasping at straws. What do you think, little ghost? End record. Record 343, Chasm, 7891. 47 human subjects. 11 reported timelines in which the darkness has already prevailed. 13 report timelines in which the city has fallen. 23 babbled madless, hopeless, trapped. No wonder the device was abandoned. The human mind is too weak for it. Too weak to look into the future or to understand what it sees. What the situation calls for, little ghost, is a better sort of witness. We found you in pieces in Siberia and repaired you as well as we could. What do you say? Are you well enough to travel? End record. So... This is where I want to say my uh, thoughts on it, where it's exactly as Purple said, and uh, Judy also agreed. The record 343 in this case is it's the project number. It's it's this is the test we're administering on several subjects. This is what we're going to this is what we're going to repeat as many times as we feel necessary. The chasm, however, in my opinion, is the timelines they're they're suggesting in the end where it says uh, 
47 human subjects, 11 report timelines in which the darkness has already prevailed, 13 report timelines in which the city has fallen. So right there, that's um, 24 timelines just on its own that this is set, that they have categorized. And I think each chasm is a different timeline. And in this card, we see, I think, six examples of different timelines. And... Uh, And in the next card, we see a bit of a difference in it. So, uh... <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, I got some in my throat. Chidi, uh, would you like to take the next card while I choke? <laughs> but also somewhere else from Ghost Frankenstein Exo Stranger 2. Record 84, bridge 10.7. <laughs> Right. Sorry. <laughs> right. When this time. Right when this time. Wrong where. The world is so big on the horizon. Wasn't expecting it. As it happens, something's here that's not supposed to be, other than myself. Will return. Record 92. Bridge. 08.1. Configuration worked. Mostly. Arrived under the surface. Surrounded. Too slow to return. Barely fought to a vantage point. Yes, there is a dark evil here, and not the one we chase. Suggests no other attempts without more care. Record 120, bridge 5.3. They are feral on the surface, but their intent is complex behind the teeth and claws. More is shared with the machines than common enemies alone. Record 142, bridge 7.4. An unexpected extraction. These guardians stopped some dark ritual before I could reach it, tearing the light away, like the garden, too similar to go uncharted. Record 142, bridge 8.1. This attempt was precise, landed meters and minutes from prior ritual, confirmed the extraction was extinguished. The little light mentioned Venus. We may have another. Record 167, bridge 5.2. Successfully observed Guardian discover, discovery of Hive on Luna. No evidence today of knowledge past Vex breaches here. Delay in return command is a liability to solve before engaging this close again. Record 312, bridge 3.3. Watching Guardian Hive engagements confirms a trajectory toward Earth. This moon is theirs, a breeding ground, their black heart perhaps. Different from that we know, but... Seems to be that same dark end I see us fall into over, over. Record 472, bridge 2.1. I followed this light as far back as it goes. Let the little one guide me through the fallen as I puzzle out what the hive want in these bones of this, of this broken cosmodrome. Record 473, bridge 1.2. Back to the temple again, but this time the little light knows I'm here. I've seen the failures of so many, but none have been as interesting, comparing to Engage. As we see in this card, uh, this also has records, but they're they're sort of going back before the future War Cult records, and also after? Yeah. They go before and after the record. Now, this is from Ghost Frag Fragment, uh, not autocorrect Frankenstein, Exo Stranger <laughs> 2. Uh, that... I don't, I don't know what happened there, uh, but 
so this one also doesn't show chasm it shows bridge and its numbers are not as um large and they also have decimal points and one number actually repeats uh 0.81 so uh what's what's everyone what's everyone's thoughts on on this card in particular well, reading this again after not having read it in a very long time makes me think, and this is my nerd coming out, of the Doctor and Melody Pond going backwards. Like, one's going forward and the other's going backward in time. So the, the last time they meet is the Doctor's first meeting. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like... Spoilers. <laughs> My hair is full of spoilers, but that's also like four years old. So get on it, guys. <laughs> but it's like the stranger and the guardian, the little yeah. light, are going in opposite directions through time. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point because it, it's observing. A, it seems, in my opinion, it seems like she's sort of bouncing around, but she's not bouncing around in time. She's bouncing around. Well, sort of in time, but she's bouncing around in timelines where on one timeline she sees this and it's at this point in time. And at another timeline, she's a little bit before it, but she's watching the same Guardian and this Guardian fails, that Guardian fails. And then it's the last one, Bridge 1.2, back to the temple again, but this time the little one knows I'm here. I've seen the failures of so many, so many other versions of us and other timelines have died, but none have been as interesting, preparing to engage. And that's the timeline that we're existing in. And this is this is um, what I think, uh, personally, Chasm being a glimpse or unsuccessful travel to an alternate timeline while bridge is a completely successful she is physically in a different timeline than she was originally could be i mean yeah yeah that makes sense because like if you think about what a chasm is and what a bridge is exactly yeah so like a bridge is an actual physical thing that you cross to get somewhere else yeah, the, me- the, the metaphor would be, like, yeah, it's the chasm is they're looking across the chasm to another timeline. The bridges, there's a physical crossing of the timelines. You mean a time bridge? Yeah, a time bridge. Sorry, I had to make reference to that stupid strike again. <laughs> All right. Well then, uh, purple. Would you would you like to? Have us continue? Or do you have any thoughts on this card um, before we continue? No, I, I think we covered it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So it seems like it'd be a safe assumption that the future war cult has an interest in the exo-stranger. If you remember the exo-stranger way, way back in vanilla, we haven't seen her for a while, but she, she did leave us a, a rifle. Um, <clears throat> so in the item, uh, uh, talk to Laksh- Lakshmi. There's a quote from Ghost. Lakshmi too. Not a lot of changes since we arrived, but I think all the activity with the Vex and the rumors about the Exo Stranger have them on edge. They've been recruiting like crazy both here and at the Vestian outpost. Why don't you uh, also read the next card, since that was so short. So the next one is the card, No Time to Explain. 
Navarro's timeline analysis indicates the weapon is the fabled Exo Stranger's rifle, enhanced at a future point in this continuity that's then sent back to this present. Delilah's timeline analysis indicates the weapon was built by Praedith, who based it on his own version of the Exo Stranger's rifle, then set it adrift in a time ripple. Harry's timeline analysis indicates the weapon was built by beings of unidentifiable origin and arrived here by pure accident. Anaxis's timeline analysis indicates the weapon originates from Earth, late Golden Age, and will eventually be lost to time ripples once again, where its systems will degrade and be replaced until our recent past acquires it as the Exo Stranger's rifle. As for me, I think it's safe to say the weapon is proving far more fun than we could have hoped. Now, the first guy, uh, the first one to analyze this weapon is actually also mentioned in uh, the Ghost Fragment Future Workhole, where we have applied certain refinements to the device. Navarro found records of a prototype of the device at a Golden Age laboratory in Tibet, and Hari's team, another person from that card, retrieved what was left of it. So this very securely ties it is the future work running the experiments on this gun and it is a future work who seem to be very interested in the exo stranger but not only the exo stranger but they they know who who prayed at this which is very interesting because he was lost of time yes um, and <laughs> I, I have a couple of things about Praetith, but we should move on to Praetith before we get into them since he's All right. next. <laughs> so then there is this one uh, last thing that I'd like to say. Uh, Judy, do you have anything that you'd like to say on these two uh, before I say my piece? Go for it, man. Uh, in the talk to Lakshmi, and rumors about the Exorcist Stranger have them on edge. They've been recruiting like crazy both here, meaning the tower, and at the Vestian outpost. So there's actually future workhole recruiters in the Vestian outpost. That's, that, I think, is very interesting, that we're essentially, the factions are stretching out even the the reef, like Awoken, are, can be aligned with our tower factions. Well, as my current hunter is Future War Cult and Awoken, I agree <laughs> with that. But it also could be kind of like how, what's his name, the Iraq in Taken King sends us into the ship to get the Dread Explorer, the the beacon, what's the heck? I don't remember what that mission's called, but it gives you the Dread Explorer shell. So mm-hmm. it's not just the future war cult that's got their hands in things off the well, planet, so to speak. That's, but. that's that's the dead orbit with uh, Guardians. Like, that's, that's just how it always is. But for the future war cult of faction to be in the reef, not to talk to Guardians, but to be talking to Reefborn Awoken, where, like, you know, it's strained uh, between the, the tower and the reef already. They're trying to make alliances with them. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we are, we are really getting some feedback from you. <laughs> Are you, I'm are you sorry. Like, are you like really um, close to mic the speaker? I'm not doing anything. I am sitting on my bed. There's nothing in the room with me. Yeah, hopefully it's it's not too too bad. <laughs> uh, would you um, would you like to read uh, the paradox heroic uh, mission here? Sure. 
The Vex won't spare the city. They won't even thank you. But that's the thing about light. You never know where it will shine. And then you open the chest after you defeat the giant um, soul the progeny. Minotaur. Yeah, the yeah, soul progeny guy. Another dead ghost. This is... Wait. I think this is pre-this ghost. She's still got files in her core memory. They've marked with future war cult headers. I bet Lakshmi would want to see this. And uh, just, just uh, finish off these other two since they're so short, you know. Sure. Ready for war. A guardian I've never heard of leaves behind a ghost I've never seen carrying files stamped with cult headers. Files I would have had to authorize to be stamped that way. This is the kind of thing... This kind of thing is why I wake up in the morning from Lakshmi 2, and that's what she says when you take her the ghost. Yeah. And Or, well, before you do. And then talk to <laughs> Lakshmi. Every timeline I see through the door of my cell, every sliver of reality bears one constant. Her. She's always there. Standing sometimes off to the side, sometimes in the foreground, sometimes sad, sometimes speaking to herself, and always carrying a gun. File 0003 from Kratos Ghost. Whoa. See, now that's that's really interesting. This, the, how how the Vex have such a control on our actual timeline because they do they do actually have a, a a crazy amount of power within the Vault of Glass that Praetith was lost to them, and from that we from that quest line we do get the no time to explain. And that's where uh, uh, Delia's talking about how Praetith built the gun. Like that's that's how her knowledge is possible. That we've actually gotten these physical evidences of Praetith, where they're not just like this name where people are like, "Who is this guy?" It sounds familiar, but I don't know exactly who it is. Well, if you don't actually follow the path for the heroic, you end up where the materials chest is in the vault of glass and you scan Kratos or it's assumed to be Kratos skeleton and he's still talking to you. And well, that's because the timeline. Yeah. And the timeline deferential and it's the oh. Vex pulling you into a timeline where the taken have infiltrated mm-hmm. the vault of glass, mm-hmm. which is a really cool, crazy thing with yeah. the Vex. Yeah, because that's that. Uh, Praetith talking to you. He's not actually directly talking to you. He's talking to you through like a transceiver. So it's sort of like if you've ever seen uh, Interstellar, where oh, where yeah. he is and where we are is not the exact same point in time. Relatively, he's yeah. further ahead, or he we are further ahead than he is in that case. So he's talking to us from the past, and then we find him in the future where he's already dead. Because that's that's how the, the Vault of Glass works. Or at least that's how it appears to work. Where if you walk down this 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 length of cave, you can be walking for the equivalent of a thousand years within yeah. that second. And then you can walk back and you're just going back the thousand years you just came. Oh yeah, like a a, a time jump that takes yeah. near zero entropy. Yeah. <laughs> the Vexer confusing <laughs> wibbly wobbly timey wimey keep yep. going that covers it well then uh, let, let's keep going uh, purple would you like to continue sure so um, the future war cult seems to 
have really gotten into some interesting things, but it's weird that we haven't heard of any of these things. Um, the Future War Cult uh, card, Faction Rep card, says, There is nothing Lakshmi 2 likes more than secrets. Her origins are unknown. Her appearance in the city was abrupt. She courts select guardians for initiation into the higher mysteries of the future war cult, espousing a brutal philosophy of endless struggle. Those who can tolerate Lakshmi's mocking hints and bloody-minded philosophy find her surprisingly good company. She seems to take genuine joy in her work, as if the secrets she guards have taught her to treasure every moment. Hmm. So really, the question just becomes, uh, who is Lakshmi to? And then from a few things, we have talked to Lakshmi. Treasure every moment? Yeah, I'd say that's a good philosophy. I've already been reborn once. I'm not eager to do it again. So uh, I'm just going to stop it right there. I don't. I, it's something that I've, I've picked up on, and I, I just can't look at without reading it this way. Lakshmi 2 is obviously an exo, but to say she's already been reborn once. So my question is, we don't really know exactly how exos work. When we have... We have suggestions that Cade once was human and was turned into an Exo. So my question is, when Cade human became Cade Exo, was he Cade 1 or was he Cade 2? Or was he Cade 0? Or, yeah, or was he Cade 0? It's, it's, it's any of those possibilities. And this, to me, suggests when you go from the transition of human to Exo, that's reborn once. And if you were to be to get a higher number, that's having your memory wiped for whatever reason. I was um, always under the impression that it was either zero or one is how you started, depending on how they count. But see, that's that's what I'm saying. It's you're taking the original Lakshmi. That's naturally Lakshmi one. So when you become a t- when you become an EXO, you're now Lakshmi two. Mm-hmm. It's like when you na- when you have a dog, you name it. Like um, uh, dog Spot. name, Spot. Spot. Thank you. Uh, so you name it Spot. You name it dog name, or you name it dog name. That's a good dog name. Uh, so when dog name dies, you don't get dog name one. You get dog name two. You know to replace dog name. Mm-hmm. So that's that's sort of my logic. It depends behind on it. what your base, what your base count is, because when like. If you have a building that has more than one story, in America... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, depending on where. <laughs> right, but that's my point, though. In America, when you're on the street and you walk in the building, you're on the first floor. And when you're you go the up the stairs, you go up the stairs, you're on the second floor. But in you're some countries, yeah, you go in and you're on the ground floor, and then you go up the stairs and you're on the first floor. Because they start at zero, whereas in America, you start at one. So I feel like this is the same thing. We don't know. We've never encountered an well, that's EXO. A, that that's has why I'm asking you. What are what are zero. your thoughts on? What are your thoughts? Is it Lakshmi two? She's been Lakshmi one, and now she's Lakshmi two. Because I feel like when if her mind was erased, that would be a rebirth. So to say that she's only been reborn once, and to have the number two, suggests to me that she was made from human to EXO. And then never had her mind erased. And that is why she's so secretive. She's got all her knowledge from her golden age mind transfer. So she's lived through the collapse. And 
Did I not have that card? Unless she doesn't... We, we don't know how the transfer happens. And if it's really a true mind transfer where you don't lose any of your memory, then that's not really being reborn because you're just transferring your consciousness from one location to another. That wouldn't necessarily be considered being reborn, whereas the exo-wiping would be a, a kind of rebirth. I'm more inclined to have it be more like when you become human to your exo-self, that would be self-one. And then when you have your mind wiped, however the exos do that, they run out of memory and need to be reformatted, then you would become two. Kind of like how if you copy a file twice on your computer, the second one becomes dash one, right? So mm -hmm. the original is file, and then file one is the copy. It, I'm more inclined to believe that this, she's only been wiped once. So she was Lakshmi and became Lakshmi one. Her memory was reformatted, and now she's Lakshmi two. But she still is the, the lowest numbered exo that we've ever encountered yeah. thus which, far. Which is why it's so hard to say. Yeah. I, I think in time we'll learn, but it's just I can't help but like like hone in on this because uh, in the card that Purple just read, Future Warhole Faction Rep, uh, there is nothing Lashmi 2 likes more than secrets. Her origins are unknown. Her appearance in the city was abrupt. It just it gives me this air that she's like she's lived for so long. She knows so many things and she's just not telling anyone. And she just comes to the city and she's just like, I'm future war cult rep. I have all the secrets. And um, that's where uh, a theory of mine is sort of, you know, come where like I won't get into it, but it's just how does she know to be so old? To assume she's so old and she just came in and sort of found founded the future workhole. In my opinion, it's just it seems like she's the highest up. Like she would have had to in the Pradith uh, in the Pradith card, a guardian I've never heard of leaves a ghost behind I've never seen carrying a ghost I've never seen carrying files stamped with cult headers files i would have had to authorize to be stamped that way she sounds like she's the highest ranking member in the future oracle as well it just it seems well, like just too many things to I mean, say she's as simple as she's been wiped once i feel like she's got a huge story that we will see and without getting into the theory i personally believe that uh lakshmi is the exo of Kioma. I've heard that before, yeah. And and I, I agree that I, I hope we she's got a huge story and hopefully we'll find out one day. But I don't necessarily agree with the with your statement about her being the at the very top of the future war cult. It's entirely possible that she is, but um, I think the fact that their stamps like they, these files are stamped with the cult headers that she'd have to authorize i think that's because they were found within a ghost and she is the guardian you know the tower rep mm -hmm. for the future war cult and so that's a good point. like if we had yeah. found the these files in a computer in the city then like maybe someone else could have approved them but because we found them in a ghost like then it has to go through her because she's the tower guardian rep hmm and it could be that she's just the figurehead that we get to talk to. There could be somebody up higher than her, somebody dash one, or maybe not even exos. But 
there could be somebody higher than her that she reports to that she doesn't tell us about, but we don't know that. That's just hearsay in theory. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's true. That's very true. With somebody or a, a an entity with as much quote unquote power that the future war cult does with their device and weird experiments on people in the human screen, there is probably an entity higher than her. It does yeah. not make sense for her to be the creme de la creme, the, the top of the top. It doesn't make sense logically based on how the future war cult was formed. It seems like they would be kind of their own little Congress and she's just a member of that little Congress because scientific scientifically oriented people, oriented people like to work in groups so you can do peer review. It wouldn't make sense if she's by herself. Well, I mean to say by herself, just like she's one of the heads. Mm, yeah. I definitely think she's high ranking, but if she was really the, I mean, think of all the, the pies that future war cult has their hands in, right? If she was mm-hmm. really like essentially the CEO of the future war cult, don't think that she would be just like hanging out in the tower all the time like there would be other things to do like she would be going around checking in the city checking on other projects that that they have going on she's the hr business partner i think that the fact that we see her in the tower is just a game mechanic not to assume that she literally sits there the entire time and if in the uh sense of the lore standpoint but i also think that the representative is one of the most important roles because that's what made the factions powerful back when the city was just forming. It was getting guardians to sign up for your faction to align to your beliefs. That's what gave you the force to use to 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 be something to be feared in the faction wars. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like going back to Vanilla Destiny with each rep requiring you to rep them in order to get gain like you had to keep their faction emblem or not emblem class, class item, item. Yeah. on you in order to gain reputation with them you mm-hmm. had to play in the crucible for them in order to buy materials from them because mm-hmm. you needed the crucible marks you could only get the crucible mm. yeah well i don't think oh. that like in that lore wise the the faction reps are just literally just standing in the tower forever but i i think of them kind of like they are the representatives they are there for us um they are the face of that faction in a similar way to like Dej and cosmo are the face of benji to the community right so like there are other people that, that do lots of different things in Bungie and uh, people higher than them but they're but they're still really, really important, fig- you know, faces wait, for the community. Wait, wait, no, Deej made the game. <laughs> just using like God, no one else was involved. <laughs> yeah, it's just him. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'll, I'll Google it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone posted it on Twitter, and that makes it yeah. true, right? Yeah, obviously. But <laughs> So let's right, just let's move, let's, let's move on. So then uh, furthering another talk to Lakshmi. The future hasn't been written yet. Ha! How naive can you be, Lakshmi 2? And return to Lakshmi. Uh, you know, Guardian, I can tell you fight with zeal. Without sparing a moment, savor every second, second while you still can. 
the future is coming, and when it does, we'll call on you. So it seems like it seems like she's prepared. Maybe not prepared, but she is getting prepared for a a future where a guardian will be needed. Our guardian will be needed. Um, she's preparing for the war that the future war cult is preparing for, and it seems it seems like we will be the pivotal piece in uh, winning that war. So I mean, that is kind of how the game is based. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm the same. I guess that the time will work. <laughs> but looking at the end of this, and because I just did this mission two days ago to take screenshots, um, during the Eye of the Gate Lord, when you slay Zydron, the giant Gate Lord on the Endless Steps, you go to the reef and you talk to the queen, and she says that she will call on us. So it kind of cements our focus to all of the faction leaders, the Queen and Lakshmi and the mm-hmm. Iraq. So it, it's just kind of cool yeah. to see that echoed in another part of the lore. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think we're making a pretty good time. We can we can even uh, get into some of these uh, armor pieces. The weapons, uh, the weapons are really lame. They just they're just all like. A blank. Aimed and sanctioned by the the war yeah. cult, and then it's like close quarters weapon or yeah. energy weapon. I just know that because I, I was in my vault earlier looking at the ones that I still have. Yeah, the future war cult does have an interesting uh, naming um, method. They have the W's, the V's, the F's, and the C's. So F W C and then also V for some reason. Where that it's... makes sense though. <laughs> Um, depending on the language, V and W make the same noise. Hmm. Interesting. So that's just, like, really quick. Wounded, Wormwood, Warpath, Waltz, Waiting, Whale, Vortex, Villainy, Vertigo, Variable, Vanity, Vacancy, Fulcrum, Frenzy, Fear, Cure, Culling, Crash, Conduit, Chosen, Chance, Calming, Calling. And they're all very, <laughs> they're all very, uh, or at least a lot of them are very strong, very antagonistic mm. sounding names like yeah. the warpath and the whale they just sound violent the which, chosen well that one's not so well violent. it's not violent but it it's powerful it's this is yeah you are the chosen like you are because with with all the future work well, it's all about in that winning timeline they they believe every timeline is going to end in war and in one timeline, we have to win. So this is the chosen timeline to win. You know, it's inevitable that in one of an infinity number of timelines, there is one victory for us, at least. <laughs> at least that's what they hope. That's that's somewhat positive. I mean, st- statistically, if there's infinite time, or in a universe with infinite time and infinite... Ah, oh, fuck, what the- it's kind of like if you put enough monkeys with a typewriter, you'll get Shakespeare eventually. It's that. Right? Uh, I think that's kind of trying to say. Like, there's one eventuality where all of the thing, the ducks will be in a row to get the result that you want. There's probably a more concise way to put that, though. 
it's 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 the opening line to my favorite uh, movie, uh, Interstate sixty. Oh, I can't help there. So it bothers me that I don't remember it. Oh, I do have the infinite lines quote. Uh, I wanted to find it. I don't think I can find it. It's something like, in an infinite universe with infinite time and infinite possibilities, everything will happen. It's inevitable. Like, nothing will not happen. Every crazy possibility that you can think of will eventually happen in one of them. It's just... Kind of like how in in the parallel universe theory, there's a... There's going to be a universe. If you can think it of an of it as an option, there's a universe that exists with that attribute. Like oh. there is a universe that I'm thinking of where the sky is not blue. I, I found I found I found the, I found the timeline or the, the quote. Uh, Given an infinite universe and infinite time, all things will happen. It's inevitable. Oh, feel so much better. Like that was going to bother the, the the hell out of me if I didn't get it. <laughs> That's a much more succinct way to say yeah. it than any of the options that I can use. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's read some of these armors. And uh, so these armors, I just want to say, because we'll be reading them, uh, the first one here written in the notes, it's Astrolord Cover Helm Hood, Cover Helm Hood of No Tomorrows, uh, because the Astrolord and No Tomorrow are the same on some of them and this goes through with other things as well where they're the same across different pieces of armor but oddly some classes have different flavor text while other classes have shared flavor text it's it's very convoluted and weird so just read the first one and then the line beneath it we'll just uh, read a few and take turns so um jd why don't, why don't you get us started read the uh, astrolords armor okay so the Astrolord cover, Astrolord helm, and the Astrolord hood, right? And then the hood, cover, and helm of no tomorrows. Um, the fiercest contest lies ahead. It is irrefutable. Yeah. And then Astrolord vest, plate, and robes, and then the vest, plate, and robes of no tomorrow. Just, just the same time, just read the Astrolord vest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> War is the struggle to exist. Everything else is a combatant. And then the Astrolord grips. Accept war as a fundamental process, not a transient condition, which is my favorite one. And mm. then Astrolord boots. When the last war comes, we will be the victors. Which really just uh, rounds off what we were just saying. They, they are, we are banking on where the chosen timeline to be the victors of this war. Uh, Purple, why don't, why don't you read The Imminent Wars? Mask of Imminent War. Every horizon hides a war as old as time. Imminent War Helm. Helmets can't protect against attacks from within. Imminent War Hood. Guard your mind against attacks from without and within. And then the Imminent War Vest. Conflict is the mother of reality. Grips. <laughs> Tomorrow will not be easily tamed. Boots tear through chaos, leave it in ash. And then the Greaves say, stride through chaos, leave ash in your wake. And the map... Oh, then that's infinite lines. Okay. 
<laughs> I, I get the fun ones. These are the the uh, Taken King ones. The Infinite Line set. Uh, Infinite Line's mask. I saw darkness. Darkness. No light. No air. No earth. Only darkness. I I can't breathe. Record three four two. Chasm six eight two seven. Uh, Infinite Line's vest. I saw myself slaying the darkness. That's what I saw. Record three four four. Chasm six eight seven two. Not six eight two seven. Different different chasms. Infinite Lines grips. I saw three queens. No two. No, just one. Record three five one. Chasm six nine one five. Infinite Line boots. Every time I look, the darkness just grows larger. Record three four five. Chasm six seven three six. Uh, Judy, would you like to take the Eon sets? Oh my god, I love the Eon sets. Mostly because of the polka dots. <laughs> and I'm currently wearing the full set right now on my Hunter. Awesome. Eon, Eon Tracer mask. It's too much. Turn it off. Let me out. Record 449, <laughs> Chasm 6263. Eon Tracer vest. Eternities streamed past me like shooting stars. Record 449, Chasm 6887. Eon Tracer Gloves. I can never find the beginning, the place where the path forks. Record 448, Chasm 6808. And then the Eon Tracer Boots. I feel like every time I find the thread, it slips through my fingers. Record 448, Chasm 6565. And then, uh, Purple, why don't you take all these class items here? The Astrolord Cloak. History's lords have ever painted the future in tones of fire and shadow. Circle of War. Understanding is not an end, but a beginning from which new truths are born. Cloak of No Tomorrow. Tomorrow will be as yesterday was. There will always be a battle to be won. Um, and then n- No Tomorrow. For every, day ye- for every dead yesterday, there waits a new dawn with no promise of tomorrow. Uh, Chaos Cloak and the Mark of Chaos. There is no doubt that our future will be won in battle. The Chaos Constant. Darkness consumes, but we shall mark the abyss with eternal fire. Cloak of Imminent War. A new dawn breaks. Feel how it burns. Imminent War Mark. The subtlest of wars still leave their marks. And Imminent War. The next war is already here, waged in the theater of the inmost. The mark of no tomorrow, passion and patience in equal measure will open the unlimited way. Infinite lines, class item. Pulled subject from the device, he appeared frozen. No vitals, but the body hasn't rotted either. Record 340, chasm null. And then the eon trace, class item. We trace the history of war throughout the ages. Lakshmi too. And uh, I'll just finish this off with the vehicles uh, before I, I touch on something I want to say really quick. Uh, Eternally Assured Destruction, the Sparrow. Technically, it's not a loss. It's a draw. The Climb, which is a ship. There is nothing else. The Tealhard War ship. All things converge. And the, roads un- or the Road Unraveled ship. Take out the stitches. Start over. So... Uh, I just want to jump right back to the Infinite Lines class item. Pulled subject from the device, he appeared frozen. No vitals, but the body hasn't rotted either. Record 340, Chasm Null. Now, this is the first time our Chasm or Bridge hasn't had a number. What do you think it is the significance of it being Chasm Null? 
Hmm. Well, if we're going back based on our theory that the chasm is like the glimpse across the timeline, hmm. this is record 340, but it's the like starting point. It's, there's a better name for it than that. Origin point? No, that's not right either. I don't remember what the word I was I'm trying to find. Purple, do you have any thoughts? I mean, I definitely noted it when I saw it. Um, it's definitely interesting, yeah. but I have no idea what it means. In, unless it means that the number got lost, but you'd think, based on our other transcripts of things, it would say, like, redacted, redacted or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, the, the, well, see, redacted is, is removed. Or it would just be blank. blank. Yeah. Well, I think null is the equivalent of blank, personally. But then you, you can't you just leave just, it blank. You could, well, yeah, that's true for scientific records. Yeah. Records are records. It's, not, it, it's just blowing itself up, yourself up, unless you're writing it down. I mean, if, yeah. if you... <laughs> Sorry. Um, if, if it was really that that it, there was a number that has been, um, like, that part of the file has been corrupted. I mean, they could have just put, like, random symbols, you know, dash, dash, dash. Windings. Yeah. And they, I feel like none of that would have worked as efficiently as null, though. To say, like, I think, I think the question is, do the people come out and say what, like... Is that what it is? The person comes out and they give the account and that's how the chasm is assigned and this person is the only one to, that we know of die, right? Has any other been confirmed dead? They've been confirmed crazy, but not dead. They haven't been dead inside the device. But... Yeah, so so that's what I'm saying. Is it that they come out and they say like this is this universe or this is this timeline, this is a different? Have we had a single uh, chasm or even aside from that one bridge where it was zero, uh, 0.8.1 that's the only repeating number in this uh, format. That's really why I think they're, they're like journal entry numbers. I mean, I'm taking this completely from like TV stuff, so Judy, correct me science person, but um, you know, like when you watch a show that has um, a scientist that's doing um, voice recording, like vo voice journaling, mm -hmm. they always tag it at the beginning, like, um, you know, with the date or, you know, like. Com log. Yes. Yeah. Entry you know. seven. Right. Exactly. And that's what I always assumed it was. I thought it was just, you know, them tagging what what journal entry it was to keep track because scientists like to track things so um the fact that this one says null instead of having like a degradation of the file symbol like wingdings or, or dashes or something like that makes to me my my first thought was it's like someone wrote n or said null instead of whatever number it was well uh, looking up the definition of null, it says having or associated with the value 0, A0, uh, those are the ones that would actually apply to this. The other is having no legal or binding force, invalid. Actually, invalid sort of works. Invalid so, would work. it, in, my, in my opinion, uh, what null in this case means is that whatever they were attempting to reach 
within the device does not exist. Like, it's not physically there. It's If this device transports... Or maybe they've uh, reached a timeline where they don't exist. Like, where they I, know I, I feel like that wouldn't matter, though, because that's them entering the timeline. You know, they don't... If they go into a timeline where they exist, are they replacing themselves? Like, does their timeline... Because actually, uh, Maya has entered timelines where another Maya and another Chioma existed, and she didn't replace the timelines Maya. She observed the timelines Maya. Right, but so you don't have we, to find one where you exist. As far as we are aware, those were just where she was looking at another timeline rather than completely entering it herself. That's true, but that, based on the information here, this would just be the same. It, it should just be where it's looking. But in some aspects, it's it's more than looking. It's because like other other cases, they came out. Uh, someone said they feel things. Uh, they could infinite lines mask. I saw darkness, no light, no earth, no air, only darkness. I I can't breathe. So physically, they were somewhere else on some level. They it isn't only glimpsing; it's on some level they're going somewhere. Uh, really, my like craziest thought on this uh, exactly is based on what we know. Everything is fighting in the in this game. All their enemies, and perhaps even the traveler itself, is fighting to be the final shape to be the final victor where everything passes through. So what if this this timeline that they were looking into was not a timeline where the darkness defeated our solar system, but where the darkness defeated everything? Everything was gone. There was physically nothing left to the universe. It destroyed, like, Oryx won, and there was nothing left of the universe to exist. Everything was nothing. Everything was destroyed. Sword logic prevailed. So this is what they enter into. It's not just the Earth is gone. It's the physical reality is gone. That also reminds me of the um, SIVA. Just consume, consume, consume until there's nothing Exactly. Yeah. And Ahamkara, reality is the finest flesh. Like, what if the Aham? What if that's the reality and where an Ahamkara essentially won, where they literally ate reality and just a part of the body going to that that universe, even if it's if it's only like a like a metaphysical part, was enough to actually kill them, to end their vitals and freeze the body. Mm. That's. That's a, that's a wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Very. That's a. Metaphysics starts to make my brain hurt. That's why I never <laughs> finished reading the Ender series. All right. Oh, Ender. But I, I will say, uh, when you were reading the, sh- the vehicles, um, mm-hmm. the last one you oh, read yeah. reminds me a lot of um, the the sisters um oryx's daughters the yeah, yeah the road unraveled is the name of the ship take out the stitches and that's mm-hmm. like the weaver and the unraveler is immediately yeah. what i thought of now see that i think that's uh sort of coincidental <laughs> personally well i mean i don't necessarily think that it's like associated. bungie put it there on purpose yeah. like we're gonna make them think about 
Yerhalak and Yerhanuk when we write this ship flavor text. But I think it could be a kind of um, unconscious thing where, you know, whoever's writing this flavor text is thinking in the same way as whoever is, you know, writing, creating Oryx and and the sisters in in that time game. Well, in, in the Road Unraveled ship is the Taken King future war cult ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where uh, Ira Nuke and Ira Halak actually, uh, they 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 unravel the reality and reform it to what they want. Uh, the road unraveled is sort of like undoing the stitching, like where the pattern was made, and you're just undoing it. You're just going back to the beginning, and you're gonna try again. Where Ira Nuke and Ira Halak are just going right in the middle. And they're just unraveling everything, and then they're reforming the picture they want. Yeah. It's, it's it has its Same own meta concept, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Very similar concept, just a different execution. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have any uh, closing thoughts on the future work hole? Maybe to express. <laughs> <laughs> well, the future work hole, like. I can't remember who said it at the beginning, where they made the most sense in terms mm-hmm. of how the factions work. Like, the war cult's actually trying to do something about it. The uh, new monarchy is very full of themselves, and they want to get themselves their appointed leader on top of the city. They're worried about the city and the tower. Mm-hmm. And then Dead Orbit just wants out, but the war cult is actually trying, actively trying to make it so we survive this thing, whatever this thing ends up being. And I appreciate that as a human. It's like, I want to survive. That's It's ingrained in our DNA that we want to survive. I don't know why anybody would not want to survive tooth and nail. If I can, I'm going to try. And I like that philosophy with the future war cult. They're going about it in a very crazy way. <laughs> but I like their their will to try. Yeah. In an Unlike odd, the other factions. In an odd way, they're the most optimistic. They yeah. are absolutely the most optimistic. I'll give you that. And I, I get where you're coming from. I appreciate the effort that the future war cult is going through, where it was sort of, it's sort of like if the dead orbit faction didn't exist and it was literally new monarchy and future war cult, there is no way in hell I would be like, yeah, new monarchy. I, I would go for future war cult. But the future war cult like, literally believes that every timeline, every infinite number of timelines will have this great war. And I'm sorry... But I'm going to have to quote uh, Dr. Shim, pretty sure. Uh, play the odds. Like <laughs> One in infinity has a chance of being the winning timeline. And Future Warcult says, let's stay here. We are the chosen timeline. We are going to win. I'm going, no. I'm, I'm getting the hell out. Like, you, you can, I appreciate the sentiment. I appreciate, like, we're going to stand our ground and fight. That's really admirable. That's really, like cool and like yeah but no <laughs> like i'm getting the fuck out 
I understand that realistically, but <laughs> my idealistic self wants to try. Like, given like me personally getting thrown in this game, mm-hmm. I'd probably want to run away too. But my idealistic self wants to try, wants the pro- wants to go for it. Well, the, the inner pro- the, the protagonist in me, the video game protagonist in me, wants to try, and. And the device intrigues me, and I want in it because I want to know. To be fair to the future war cult, it's not just that they are saying out of the blue, no, we're in the timeline that wins. They do have a device where they can theoretically look at all the other timelines and tell mm-hmm. you which timeline we're in. I'm not saying whether they did that accurately or not, but at least they have something. I just that feel says, like. <laughs> I can't help but feel like there's like they looked at it like a hundred timelines and they're like, okay, well we looked at a hundred. There's an infinite number more. I like our odds. Like <laughs> could be. No. No, I don't I don't like your odds at all. Like you don't understand. Like and I'm not saying a lot of people think and we'll 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 get more into this um with Buster uh in the Dead Orbit or no, actually not with Buster, uh with God damn, I have to wait a whole week to talk about Dead Orbit. Uh-huh. Ah, new monarchy's up next. Either way, a lot of people think that Orbit is just, we just want to run, we don't want to fight, we're, we're chickens, and it's like, no, we want to survive. We just want to get away from this hot spot of bullshit where everything is crashing down around us. Like, we want to get out of that, collect, <laughs> find somewhere else, like, survive, and then next step, you know? And Dead Orbit's needed. It's absolutely needed because when shit hits the fan, Dead Orbit is ready to get the people out. Future War Cole is going to fight and die. Dead Orbit's ready to say, okay, well, we are leaving. The people in the city are coming with us. We are leaving. Future War Cole is wrong. And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Boom. Alright. Purple, do you you actually have uh, anything you'd like to say before I wrap it up? No, I'm good. Alright. Well then, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lorecast. Until next week, you can find us at tw- on Twitter, at DestinyLorecast, as well as on the Destiny Tracker website somewhere soon. Sorry, we're recording this before the official location was established, but we're just excited to share. But we do love to hear from you, so please give us your thoughts and theories. Uh, in this episode, you might have noticed... Uh, I was sort of directing people to read the cards more. Uh, that's because we received feedback about having dead air and how it'd be, it's sort of a strain on the listeners. We are try, we are taking the feedback. Give us the feedback. We will try to improve ourselves upon that. We want to give you guys a good show. But if you'd like to help us grow, leave us a review on iTunes. We do read them. We do listen to them. Like I just said, daughter Judy, once again, where can we find you? Um, I am on Twitter at DaughterJudyK, which is also my Twitch.tv handle. I'm on the PlayStation um, 4, of course, at DaughterJudy as a future war cult warlock for the most part. Um, Hit me up. I'll play with you. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Purple Chimera, where can we find you? You Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. You can find me on Twitter at Purple Chimera. You can find my summaries on ishtar-collective.net. You can find me on this podcast. You can find me on the Ishtar Collective podcast. 
you can find me in the future on the Rabbit Hole Radio podcast. Which will also be on the Destiny Tracker website. Yeah. So that's two podcasts on the Destiny Tracker network. That's that's impressive. I am a non-pig. And you can find me on the Destiny Tracker website somewhere soon. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter. And uh, you can find me on PSN, but I'm not going to add you because I'm it's nothing personal. It's just I'm I'm the I'm the guy that gets really mad at people, and I don't want you to see that side of me. I never play because I'm too busy making podcasts. <laughs> yeah, or that like I'm busy too. Like I I played like a, a good hour today of Crucible. I had a good time. It was it was it was fun to get back in there, but it was really frustrating. Be like, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna get a Luna. And the very first game, I get second place, and first place gets a Luna with uh, triple tap and outlaw. And I'm like, Ooh, how do I play this game? <laughs> <laughs> Crap. All right. Until next time, Guardians. Peace, guys.